Um, over the next five weeks, yeah, five, <laughs> that should have reminded me, shouldn't it? Uh, we're going to look at five sacrifices that speak. These are um, sacrifices from the Old Testament which point forwards to Jesus' uh, greater sacrifice in the New Testament. Now, before we get started, kids, this is just a little warm-up, okay? So just before we get started, I want to introduce you to a big word, okay? Some words are little, aren't they? But some words are quite big, and this is a big word. We're just going to get our heads around this word for a moment, okay? So the big word that we're going to um, think about this morning is this word. Can anyone say it, just for starters? What does it say? Any, maybe some of you older children might be able to have a stab. Go on. Go on, Grace. Ah, yes, brilliant. Yes, atonement. Atonement. That's a big word, isn't it? Atonement. Now, that is a big word, and it's a little bit tricky to understand, but the great thing about the word atonement is that it breaks down into three pieces at one month. Because atonement is all about how we can be at one with God. Now, what that means, kids, is how we can be friends with God. So can you just store that? I want you to store that and remember it for later. When we think about the word atonement, what we're talking about is how can we be friends with God? We're going to turn in our Bibles now to Leviticus. So that's the third book of the Bible. Is that right? Genesis, Exodus, yeah, Leviticus. The third book of the Bible, Leviticus uh, chapter 1. Uh, and I'm going to read verses 1 to 9. We're trying to gradually work our way through the early, the first five books of the Bible, because the first five books of the Bible are foundational for the Bible story. So we looked at Exodus kind of like last year, didn't we? The second book of the Bible, and now we're in uh, Leviticus. We're going to just look at these five sacrifices that speak, uh, and that's going to take us up towards Easter time when we think about Jesus' sacrifice. So Leviticus chapter 1, uh, and beginning at verse 1. And kids, I want you, um, as, as I read these words, I want you to imagine, just picture in your head, what can you, what, if you were there, what could you see and what could you smell? All right? Just imagine you're there. What could you see and what could you smell? All right? So Leviticus chapter 1, verse 1. The Lord called to Moses and spoke to him from the tent of meeting. He said, speak to the Israelites and say to them, when anyone among you brings an offering to the Lord, bring us your offering, an animal from either the herd or the flock. If the offering is a burnt offering, from the herd, you are to offer a male without defect. You must present it at the entrance to the tent of meeting so that it will be acceptable to the Lord. You are to lay your hand on the head of the burnt offering and it will be accepted on your behalf to make atonement for you. You are to slaughter the young bull before the Lord and then Aaron's sons, the priests, shall bring the blood and splash it against the sides of the altar at the entrance to the tent of meeting. You are to skin the burnt offering and cut it into pieces. The sons of Aaron, the priest, are to put fire on the altar and arrange wood on the fire. Then Aaron's sons, the priest, shall arrange the pieces, including the head and the fat on the wood that is burning on the altar. You are to wash the internal organs and the legs with water, and the priest is to burn all of it on the altar. It is a burnt offering, a food offering, an aroma pleasing to the Lord. 
Now that's a funny old Bible passage, isn't it? <laughs> it's a bit strange, isn't it? What's going on um, there? What, what's he talking about? Well, just briefly, it's talking about uh, animals being sacrificed to God. Okay, that's what's happening here. Uh, an animal is being uh, sacrificed to God. But what's going on a bit more? Let's just think uh, a little bit about this. Uh, Moses is to instruct the Israelites, isn't it? So here we've got instructions. God is saying, Moses, you need to tell the Israelites to do these things. And in verse 4, he says, you are to lay your hand on the head of the burnt offering and it will be accepted on your behalf to make atonement for you. See, as these people do this burnt offering, this sacrifice of an animal to God, we're told that this is how they can have atonement, how they can be friends with God. And did you notice, what did it say about the hand? What did they have to do with the hand? Anyone notice? They put the hand on their, yeah, go on, yeah. Yeah, on, on the head of the offering, that's right, on, it, on its head, yeah. And they put their hand on the head of the animal because the animal is going to be a substitute for them. Now, kids, you help me, you tell me, what's a, what's a substitute? I was thinking about Tesco deliveries and Tesco deliveries do substitutes, don't they? But go on. Yes. Brilliant, genius. Yeah, that's exactly right. You've, you've busted me wide open there, Grace. There you go. That's where we would go. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, so that's, that's right, isn't it? That's the most obvious example, isn't it? A substitute comes on in the place of the other person. That's right. They come on the pitch, don't they? And I was thinking, yeah, actually, they do. Tesco do substitutions, don't they? So, okay, we haven't got this, but you can have this instead sort of thing. It's kind of a swap. It's a, it's a substitute. Um, but in this example, someone comes on the pitch in the place of someone else that's a substitute and here the animal is coming on as a substitute taking the place of the guilty person the person has sinned against God they're guilty and the animal is coming on as a substitute to take their place and the animal is a sacrifice as we've said the animal is a sacrifice dying in the place of that guilty person. Obviously, I mean, you probably notice from the Bible reading, the animal is killed. So the animal dies in the place of the person as a substitute, uh, as a sacrifice. You might have noticed that the blood is splashed uh, on the... It's pretty grim, isn't it? It's, it's fairly, you know, it's all there, all the gore and the blood and everything, but the blood is splashed on the altar. Why? Because the blood is the life of the thing. That's what Leviticus 17.11 says. You can look at it later. Leviticus 17.11, the, the blood is the life. So life has been taken. The animal's life has been laid down as a sacrifice in the place of the person. I want you to imagine that you're on a bridge, okay? Um, but not like a little bridge, like a big bridge, okay? So think of a big bridge, a bit like the Humber Bridge up near where I come from. Big bridge, cars going across both sides, that kind of thing. And you're walking along this bridge and all of a sudden a car swerves towards you, right? It's going gonna, it's gonna to knock you over. It's going gonna, it's gonna to knock you off the bridge. You're in danger. But thankfully for you, I'm there, right? And at that very moment, I dive in and I push you out of the way, okay? So I rescue you from that car. But as I push you out of the way, I get hit by the car. 
That's a sacrifice. Okay, you got that picture in mind? That, that's a sacrifice. I've sacrificed myself for you. Yeah? I've put myself in your place, rescued you, and taken the hit myself. That's a sacrifice. And that's what's happening here. The animal has paid the price in their place. How does it all end in verse 9? Anyone notice? How does it end? Ends with a smell, doesn't it? Anyone tell me a bit more about the smell? What does it say about the smell in verse 9? Go on, Gracia. What's that? Yeah, yeah, there would have been. Yeah, there would have been a lot, wouldn't there? Yeah, it would have been a, a, an odd smell. But the Bible says here, doesn't it, that it's a pleasing aroma to the Lord, that God is pleased when this happens. God would be pleased with that person even though they had displeased God because a sacrifice has taken place. Atonement has happened, you see. That person is able to be at one with God, to be friends with God, even though they've offended God. And it raises the question for us, doesn't it? How can we, oh, now we'll come to that in a moment. How can we be accepted by a God that we've offended? How can we please a God that we've displeased many, many times? How can we be friends with a God that we've failed? And the Bible's answer is sacrifice. But we need to fast forward in the Bible story, as you saw. Okay, that's a fast forward sign, isn't it? It's a bit wonky, but um, it's a fast forward sign. And we need to fast forward now in the Bible story quite a long way. So I want all the kids on their feet. So kids, you get up on your feet. Come on, all of you. Uh, Big or small, doesn't matter. Adults can do this as well. Go on, there'll be a few adults who'll be up for this. Because we've got to fast forward, haven't we, right? So when I hit the button, we're going we're gonna to go fast, all right? In, on the spot, obviously. Oh, come on, kids, get into their groove. That's it. Come on, you, you boys at the back as well. Ian, you're a young, you're a sort of a, you know. Come on. Yes, Poppy, you come and join me. And we're going to fast forward, all right? You ready, steady? Right, go. Right, fast forward, fast forward. Keep going, because we're going all the way through the Old Testament, through the exile, and then into the New Testament. All right, and then stop, and stop. Right, we're there now. Okay, we're there. We're fast forward in the Bible story. Uh, and we fast forwarded to, uh, well, we fast forwarded to Jesus. Yeah, because Jesus is the great sacrifice. You know, the Bible in so many ways tells us, doesn't it, that Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away our sins. Jesus is like the animal that's been sacrificed. On the cross, Jesus sacrifices himself for our sins so that even though we've displeased God, God can be pleased with us. And there's so many ways the Bible talks about this. Uh, uh, Jesus as the Lamb of God. Or uh, another way of putting it, uh, John says he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Now, some of you older kids, okay, younger ones won't get this. Older kids, you just come. So, John is saying that Jesus is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. That means that he's the sacrifice that brings atonement, okay? Jesus' sacrifice on the cross makes it so that we can be at one with God. Uh, or uh, in Ephesians, Paul says, Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. That's the picture, isn't it? That pleasing aroma going up to God. Or Peter says, 
that Jesus is a lamb without blemish or defect. And that's what we saw again, wasn't it? The offering was to be an animal without defect, perfect, if you like, spotless. Jesus is the perfect one who sacrificed for us. Jesus is the sacrifice that we need. He's the substitute. In fact, the Bible tells us even that Jesus is the priest. The priests were uh, administering the sacrifices. Jesus is the great high priest. And he sacrificed himself once for all for us on the cross. These offerings would have gone on day after day after day after day. You sinned. You needed to offer a sacrifice over and over and over and over again. And yet when Jesus came, he made a once for all sacrifice, says Hebrews, a once for all, so that our sins could be forgiven, dealt with, done at the cross. So how can we please God? We can't. Can't please God. We need a sacrifice. We need a substitute. We need someone to take our place, to make a way, and that's what Jesus did. Jesus brought atonement that we can be at one with God. We can be friends with God. And so the wonderful thing about the Christian faith uh, as we finish is this, that God is pleased with us through Jesus even when we have displeased him many times. How can we please God? We can't. (laughs) But through Jesus, actually God is pleased with you this morning God is smiling (laughs) God is pleased with you you're his child and he's pleased with you because of Jesus let's pray together Father in heaven these are big things for us to understand and think about we thank you that through Jesus sacrifice on the cross we can be forgiven and we can be your friends We thank you that you have made atonement so that we can be at one with you. And Father, we thank you that you are pleased with us through your son, Jesus. Amen.